Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, sponsored by WebSpy. It's December 7th, 2009, and this is episode 220. For the last six months or so, I've been working on some fine art folios of my images, and as I've finally made these available just a few days ago, I thought I'd dedicate today's episode to giving you a rundown of what's in the folios and a little about the process of how I made them. Before we go on, I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsors, WebSpy. WebSpy are internet monitoring, analysis and reporting specialists. And by the way, if you felt that you didn't have a use for WebSpy products until now, that's about to change. WebSpy are currently creating a new product for the small office, home office user, aptly named Soho. Soho is a dashboard application showing you exactly what the computers on your network are up to. It's designed for small offices, home offices, families, shared student households and even the single computer home user. It will display download and upload activity and history of all computers on your network and alert you when the network load is high and tells you which computer is causing the overload. It will track by computer how much of your ISP quota is being used and alerts when you approach the quota. Soho will also alert you when an unknown machine is using your network, which is great if you use an open wireless connection. Soho is going to be released in both free version and a version with extended features for a small charge. As the development draws to a close, WebSpy would like your help to decide on the logo for their new Soho product. If you'd like to see what's coming in the near future and vote on one of the three logos and sign up for updates on the release of Soho, go to webspy.com Soho. The new logo will be decided on Friday the 11th of December 2009, so you only have a few days from the release of this podcast to vote. It's all very exciting stuff though and I'm looking forward to getting my hands on a copy of Soho myself. Some time ago I saw a Luminous Landscape video journal interview with Lensworks Brooks Jensen in which he showed some work in a card folio and immediately fell in love with the look of these folios. I thought it was I thought it was such a unique and practical way to package smallish prints to be viewed, handheld and even passed around. It took a lot of work and patience and, you know, to actually get to the point where I have something to sell. And to be honest, there's not much point in my going into lots of detail about the process because the same resources are not going to be available to many of you who don't live in Japan. But I'll give you, um, you know, as much detail as I can without going overboard on what I did and then uh, give you know a little sort of overview of what's in the folios themselves. If you're at a computer now and want to understand what I'm talking about, you might want to go over to www.fineartfolios.jp and take a quick look at the folios themselves and to get sort of the best idea of what they are, click on the videos link and take a look at the short video I've published to show you inside one of the folios. If you think back to episodes 192 and 193 of this podcast, I spoke about some fine art inkjet paper tests that I'd been doing and 
I also released a PDF file with the results of those tests. What I was actually doing at the time was trying to decide the paper that I would use for these folios. Based on those tests, I narrowed my choices down to a few papers and set about the task of sourcing the paper in bulk for the folios. Unfortunately, as I looked for the various components originally, uh, including a map board that I would stick in, you know, stick to the back of the folio for strength and so that you couldn't see the back of the title photo stuck in the back window of the folio, I was not able to find everything in a common size. I won't bore you with the details, but after much um, you know, t- toil and trouble, really, I decided to go with 8.5 um, by 11 inch paper for the folios. I think also the, the paper I had chosen was not available in bulk in A4. Um, I can't quite remember. It was, I think it was a good six months ago. Um, but it wasn't available in, in A4 size. And also with the the boilerplate uh, that I was going to put along the bottom of each print, I would lose some height. And so I wanted something slightly taller, uh, a taller aspect than A4. And that's where the 8.5 by 11 inch came in. I also found that I could order print uh, papers that, uh, you know, the paper that I wanted in boxes of 50 from B&H in the States, which would help me to keep costs down. Of course, I have to ship the paper to Japan, but the papers I wanted are just not available here. This is one area where we're pretty much all on a level playing field if you decided to do something similar to this yourself. The folios needed to be die-pressed and debossed, uh, which is the opposite to embossed. And that's obviously something that I can't do myself, so the next thing that I needed was a design to show my idea to the paper processing companies that I would approach. I designed my folio in Adobe Illustrator, bearing in mind that unlike lens work, I was not going to be able to make different folios for various purposes. I would need to use one folder for multiple folios, so that, you know, so basically I didn't add anything to the folio design that would be folio specific. I just added my logo and Martin Bailey photography uh, to be embossed or debossed on the front and the back um, of the folio. And there was a window in which I would represent, you know, put a representative photo from each of the folios with the folio title. And that way I could change the folio to work for just about any content that I want. To house the 8.5 by 11 inch prints, the folio ended up being 400. 82 millimeters high and 554 millimeters wide to check that the the folder actually you know folded as planned i printed it out on 13 by 19 inch paper which is smaller than the actual folder size you know the the the, the size that i would ultimately get the die pressing done at but it allowed me to fold and check the design you know i could cut it out and do all of the folding Once I got something that I was relatively happy with, I started to look for a company that would work with me on the die pressing and debossing. This was actually the most difficult part of the whole project. I mailed a number of companies um, and I called a number of companies that looked as though they could help, but none of them had machinery large enough to die press my folder. 
I even got in touch with our good friend Landon Michelson in the US and Landon was kind enough to put me in touch with a company that he did um you, you know work with in the past um and you know they gave me a reasonable quote and you know everything was going well but without me being you know with, with, without me being in the states with me being over here in Japan they were a little bit difficult to get hold of on the phone and while I was sort of still trying to get hold of them, a company here in Japan that I'd reached out to replied to me. Um, and they, you know, they, they took a few weeks, so I'd actually given up on them. But they told me straight away that they thought that it looked like an interesting project and that they'd love to help. So I double-checked that they could work to the sizes that I required and was delighted to hear that they could. It was like one of those, like, punch-the-air moments. Funnily, the, it's the same company that, uh, that makes the quick reference guides that ships with every Canon camera around the world, so we hit it off pretty quickly. I visited their facility, it's about a four hours drive from Tokyo, and I was impressed with their machinery and the processors. In the following weeks, they sent me various paper samples until we decided on the paper that we'd use, and this same company ended up helping me to get the heavy tracing paper that goes between the prints and the introduction pages. They also put me in touch with a company to order the transparent plastic sleeves that go into each, you know, that each folio is, will be slipped into before it's shipped. Um, they weren't so hot on getting me the mat boards for strength. They tried, but they, they, you know, what they came back with wasn't great. So I ended up having those done, order made, cut to size by another company here in Japan. But they, they also got me some pH-neutral um, glue to stick the photo and the mat board to the, to the folder. So, you know, things started to, to pick up. Things to note that I, that, you know, I really found most difficult were that because every component has to be acid-free, pH-neutral, archival quality, we had to double-check with every supplier that their materials met our standards. Another limiting factor that would hold people back from creating these folders is that to keep the price down, you have to order a lot of stuff. The paper that I used for the folders, for example, comes in 250 sheet lots. And, you know, we can die press two folio folders from each sheet. So this means that I have 500 folders to sell. The heavy tracing paper comes in lots large enough um, to not really make it worth making unless we did a thousand of them. The mat board's price starts to sort of make sense from around 250 And as I don't have space to, to put all of this stuff, I, I had basically to make a trade-off between the space to put to, to, you know, to leave things while, I, while I'm making the folios and the cost of every component. So once I run out of map boards, you know, I, I bought the 250, but once I run out, I'll you know, be able to order another 250 um, to make up the 500 uh, folios that I've got. And if I sell 500 folios, <laughs> uh, I can get another 500 made $350 cheaper because now we already have the dies for, and, you know, for the folder and for the re, you know, just to basically go through and do it all again without having to make all of the dies and set everything up again. And that reminds me, although originally all the die pressing and debossing of the lines um, 
for folding and the logo debossing was going to be done in one press, you know, in one action, the guy at the paper processing factory roped a friend in uh, from a nearby factory, sort of basically roped him into the process to deboss the logos with a special heated dye process for an even cleaner and sharper finish. So the paper went through two processes before being shipped to me. You need to deboss the lines that you fold along, by the way, or you don't get clean folds. Um, you know, basically the card, card will crack and look horrible if you just fold it without a debossed line. I should say that if you decide to try to create these folders yourself, be prepared for a lot of hard work. Um, but I probably can't help you with the process any more than what I'm relaying to you today. Because, you know, how you go about this and the companies that you work with will really depend on where you live. Brooks Jensen has just released a Folios Workshop DVD with instructions on how to make his folios. And I didn't buy a copy as I'd finished mine by the time it was released. But everything Brooks does is top quality. So if you want to make something like this yourself, I strongly suggest that you pick up a copy of the Lenswork Folios Workshop DVD. So with the folder and all of the components to be manufactured in Japan on order, 10 boxes of Harman Gloss FB AL paper arrived from B&H. I'd decided on the Harman Gloss as its uh, Borita paper layer, you know, the layer on the paper, um, basically just gives it a, a really an excellent finish. And it came out, that, that particular paper, the Harman Gloss, came out top in my fine art inkjet paper tests. I'd actually been very close to buying the Canon Platinum Pro paper as well because that's just beautiful gloss paper. But eventually decided on the Harman because the Canon paper has Canon written on the back of the paper, which I didn't think is that cool for fine art prints. And also because B&H didn't have enough stock. As the Harman paper sort of winged its way over to Japan, I had continued to soft-proof my selected images with a box uh, of the Harman paper that I'd bought earlier to test with. And it was this soft-proofing that led to episode 215 on soft-proofing recently. During that process, I found that there were a couple of prints in the Flowerscapes folio image set that I just could not get to print as I wanted them to on the Harman paper. This isn't a problem with the paper, I should add. Rather, some prints just don't suit some paper. So at this point, I decided to try the Flowerscape set on one of my favourite fine art matte papers, Hanimule Photo Rag. And B&H have 50 sheet boxes of this photo rag, and I had some in Japan already to test with. And so, you know, the, basically the Flowerscape images look beautiful on it. And after a lot of additional soft-proofing, I should add, uh, I ordered five boxes of the Hanemule photo rag, the bright white photo rag, um, from B&H as well. I finished soft-proofing all three folios, and I waited for the components to arrive. And the last things to arrive is, was the, is the packaging. And, you know, basically I've ordered... Boxes that are made to fit one um, f from one to three folios, as I've released three folios in this first batch. 
So the boxes and packaging and, you know, that little bubble wrap and everything, that all arrives tomorrow or the day after. So I'll be ready to ship. The last thing that um, I needed to do was to create a website to showcase and sell the folios, which I did last week. And that's the address that I gave you earlier, fineartfolios.jp. Someone has registered the .com site, unfortunately, uh, although, you know, they're not using it. So still, you know, as I'm in Japan, I figured that the .jp URL would be okay. I've selected 12 images in the set that I've called the Colors of Japan. And the, the Seasons of White set also has 10 images. And there are, uh, it also has 12 images, sorry. And the Flowerscape set has 10 Im- images. The reason for the difference is basically the first, you know, the, the first two sets I used Harmon paper and the last set, the Flowerscape set, I used the Hanumule paper and it's thicker than the Harmon paper so I can only fit 10 prints in the folder uh, along with the introduction page and that transparent um, tracing paper stuff. So I spent a lot of time selecting the images, as you can imagine. I really wanted these first three folios to be special and represent some of my main areas of photography. Flowerscapes is the word that I use, um, I might have even coined the word, uh, to describe flower scenes, though not close-up photographs of flowers as such. They're really segments of a large flower scene or landscape, and hence flowerscape. I shoot a lot of this sort of image, so I made my selections based on you know, a balanced selection of colours, types of flowers and season. This set is probably where my use of shallow depth of field is most prominent and was the main reason actually. You know, being able to shoot these type of image was the main reason that I bought my 300mm f2.8 lens as well so that I could sort of edit these relatively narrow scenes out of a larger landscape and still get that shallow depth of field. By the way, if you're listening on a, an, an iPhone or a, you know, an iPod or in iTunes, I will drop some photos in the Enhanced Podcast right now so that you can see what I'm talking about. But you, know, you really need to go to the blog to, to see this or over to the fineartfolios.jp website. So the next folio, um, one of the other things that I pay a lot of attention to is vivid or fresh colours. So I chose my second folio of images to represent the colours that I find in the natural world around Japan, and hence the colours of Japan. In this set I have leaves from spring and autumn, as well as the frail pink cherry blossoms and lush green that we find over in the Oirase mountain stream. I also included the bright orange, orangey-red persimmon fruit covered in snow, and the blue twilight waterfall with the fresh spring maple leaves in front. There are bright reds and shocking pinks and beautiful yellows in this 12-image set. The last set is the Season of White folio. This was the most difficult folio to select images for. I wanted to represent my work from Hokkaido in some way, but as I started to sort through my images, I found myself with a set of eagle shots, a set of red-crowned crane shots, a set of Hokkaido landscapes and winter trees, and the result was more like a reference book than a fine art folio. So 
I decided to go back and select images that best represented my memories and feelings of what it's like to be in Hokkaido. I selected images from the frosty river with the cranes and the the heaven-on-earth landscape from the Tokachi mountain range. The cranes appear often, uh, but when shooting the cranes, you'll often see a fox. The ezo deer in the harsh winter are simply beautiful, um, as are the hooper swans and the stellar sea eagles, the white-tailed eagles. Then, of course, there's the, the winter tree um, with the driving snowstorm. And, I, you know, basically I had to include a shot... Uh, from years ago when I, I basically panned with some cranes in the last light of the day as they flew to roost. All of these things really engraved in my mind when I think of Hokkaido, so I chose to tell the story with this set rather than give sort of a sterile reference set of images. I've added photographs of the prints and the folios, uh, the folio folders, um, on the Fine Art Prints website. And as I said, there's a video there where I take you inside the Flowerscapes folio to really get a feel of what they're like. I also put together a small gallery of all of the images from each set. And here you can best see that each print also has a boilerplate with the title of the image and the date and location that it was shot, as well as the title of the folio that it's included in. I included an introduction page um, and a photo of the front of the, the folios, you know, the actual folder itself in each gallery too, so that you can check those out. I didn't include an image list in the Flowerscapes folio, um, so that's not in the gallery. Uh, I basically, I didn't think that the Flowerscapes needed the image list. But the Season of White folio and the Colours of Japan folio also contain an image list with captions for each image in the set. The introduction page serves as a second, a second purpose, which is basically like a colophon or a, a record of the edition. It makes, you know, if I make any um, minor changes to the folios, I'll increase the edition number. I am also numbering, dating and signing this page. Um, so basically use an archival pen to number each one so you'll know which number of you know which copy that you have so when you buy one of these folios you'll know how many were made before yours the date is the date that I made the prints uh, for that particular folio and then I sign it at the bottom right the folios are I think reasonably priced at $285 each which is just um, $23.75 per print uh, for the Harman paper prints and $28.50 for the Harney Muley photo rag prints. I've also knocked $120 off the set of three for a limited time, so the three folio set is for sale for $735. If you are interested, uh, even just to take a look at what I've put together, please do take a look at the fineartfolios.jp website. I'll be linking it to my top page at martinbaileyphotography.com soon as I have a top page revamp planned. I'll also put a link in the show notes, but it's pretty easy to remember, fineartfolios.jp. Please tell your friends about the folios too. I believe that the price I've set will make these folios accessible, and when you hold them in your hand and feel the quality of the folder 
and of course handle and then delve into visually delve into the quality prints inside i'm sure you'll agree that it's a totally different experience to looking at the images on a computer screen thanks for listening today as creative people i think it's great to make to be able to take that creative process past the capture of the photograph and even past the printing you know making of prints to create something like these folios it's been an education figuring out how to do this and working with all of the the people that i've had to to make it happen this probably hasn't been that useful as such um, but i hope that you've at least enjoyed going through the process with me Remember that you can find me on Twitter, Flickr, Facebook, as well as my blog and the Photography Forum. All links are on the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com, so swing by and check that out. Don't forget to help our sponsors WebSpy with their logo selection, and once again, uh, I would like to thank WebSpy for sponsoring the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. I'll be back next week, but until then, you just have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. The Martin Bailey Photography Podcast is a proud member of the Photocast Network. Find this and other great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com. <laughs>